Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. true crime fans i'm your host sherry coming to you from over here on the dark side thank you to everyone who tuned in last week to listen to the jonathan luna case i'm interested to hear your thoughts on that one before we begin i'm really wanting to quickly talk about the current case going on with the three kansas city chiefs fans three men between 35 and 38 who are healthy men went to another friend's house to watch the Chiefs versus Chargers game on January 7, 2024. The three men were discovered frozen to death two days later in the guy's backyard. We know one was sitting in a lawn chair. No one knows what happened. The homeowner says these were his friends. They watched the game together, then they watched Jeopardy, and then he went to bed and they showed themselves out. This was in a residential neighborhood, not out in the middle of nowhere. The families tried contacting the guy for two days, asking where their loved ones are. Finally, a fiancé of one of the men broke into the house. He responded that he didn't get their messages or hear anyone knocking since he was asleep on the couch for two days with the fan on and noise-canceling headphones. He also didn't notice his friend's vehicles were still parked outside his house. He is allegedly distraught about the whole thing and claims he has no idea why his friends were in the backyard. He has not been charged with anything in connection to their deaths as of right now, which is early February 2024. Things could change in as little as 24 hours, though, so you may be listening to this and thinking I'm behind on the news, but at this moment right now, we're all holding our breaths and anxiously awaiting the full toxicology reports, since there's no signs of obvious foul play. John Walsh, who is the king of the true crime world, believes that they were drugged with fentanyl. Once the toxicology report is released in full, I'll have to do a deep dive on the case. Anyway, you guys remind me and hold me to it so I don't so it doesn't get buried in the stack of cases to discuss. Today we're talking about a 29-year-old woman named Andrine McDonald. Andrine is an owner of an assisted living community. She fails to show up for work on the morning of Friday, March 1st, 2019. 
Andrine has such a predictable schedule that her employees immediately know something is wrong. Andrine is reported missing, and it would take months before we learn the reason that she couldn't be found. This is episode 101, The Case of Andrine McDonald. This story takes place in 2019. I just covered a case from 2019 recently, so I need some new facts. There was a huge fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. The building was 850 years old and it caught fire. Facebook had to pay a $5 billion fine for mishandling user privacy practices. Wildfires destroyed a lot of the Amazon rainforest in Brazil. And lastly, two women at NASA, Christina Koch and Jessica Meyer, became the first women to do an all-female spacewalk. This story is about a 29-year-old woman who lives in San Antonio, Texas with her husband and 7-year-old daughter. Andrine Nicole McDonald was born Andrine Anderson in Port Antonio, Jamaica on September 23, 1989. Throughout her childhood, she lived in Jamaica, and she did really well in school. She went to college in Kingston, Jamaica, where she received her associate's degree in business studies. At just 19 years old, she met a man who was 10 years older than her. His name is Andre McDonald. Andre is originally from Jamaica, but he had moved to America and is a captain in the Air Force. He flew back home to Jamaica for a funeral in 2009, and he met Andrine, and they hit it off. He asked her if she wanted to come to America with him and build a life together. Andrine was ecstatic, and the two got married that July and live in San Antonio, Texas. Andrine continued her education at University of Texas, earning her bachelor's degree in business administration. This would come in handy because at the age of just 22 years old, Andrine started her own business called Starlight Homes. This is a senior resident assisted living community. It didn't take long before she opened a second facility. This is a safe haven for folks with dementia and seniors who need extra care with daily tasks, and they have a nurse on call. There's activities such as exercise class or bingo nights. Andrine's reason for wanting to open the assisted living home was as she was growing up, she saw her mom work as a nurse's assistant. She also said she watched her husband's family care for his elderly grandmother, and that inspired her to want to provide for the elderly. Andrine wrote lots of articles about assisted living and how to know if the time is right for your parents when they are reaching that point of not being able to care for themselves. Andrine said to her, failure is not an option, but if she does fail, it'll be okay because she's only 22 and there's still time to catch up. But Andrine's vision didn't fail. Starlight Homes went from three residents in the beginning to opening two different locations. Andrine has received lots of awards and been in magazines and is a great speaker. She's an amazing person who at just 29 years old is a multimillionaire business owner. According to an interview she did for San Antonio Women's Magazine, Andrine said that she went back to her hometown in Jamaica to be a guest speaker at her old high school during a graduation ceremony. She said, I come from a very poor family in Jamaica. We didn't have a lot of people who had a college degree or a formal education. 
seeing young girls like me working to get their education, with that sort of motivation, they can achieve anything they want. Andrine's husband, Andre, helped finance Starlight Homes. He trusted her to make the money back, and she did by a long shot. But in order to finance this project initially, Andre cashed out his entire 401k account and sold his BMW. Andrine and Andre had a daughter named Elena, and at the time of the story in 2019, Elena is seven years old. Together, they adored Elena and provided a really good life for her. Andrine liked to give back to the community. She grew up poor, and she knows what it's like to struggle. She was very generous with her wealth. She was always doing these meals that would be loaded into her car and passed out to the homeless. She would pull up and just give everyone a meal who needed one. Andrine has a very rigorous schedule. She wakes up every morning and goes to the gym. Working out is a big part of Andrine's life. She is a health nut. She may not look like it, but she is a very buff bodybuilder. She's one of those women that can bench press 300 pounds and not bulk up and look super muscular. She just looks very fit. She runs, she works out, she eats a really healthy, strict diet. Basically, I'm describing the opposite of myself, by the way. She is incredibly strong and takes her workouts very serious. She never misses a day at the gym. Andre, meanwhile, is doing great in his career in the Air Force. Andre is a major by this point. He has a top-secret security clearance and works as a cyber warfare analyst. He and Andrine live in a gated community in a giant, beautiful house. Their seemingly perfect life is going to come to a screeching halt. On Friday, March 1st, 2019, Andrine doesn't show up for work in the morning. Andrine, as I mentioned, has a very disciplined schedule. Her employees knew this. They know every morning Andrine goes to the gym and then she comes to work. So when she's not there, they immediately know something is wrong. After not being able to reach her on her phone, they call the gym and find out she never went there either. Now panic is setting in. They're not even thinking maybe she's sick and just wanted to stay home in bed. They know Andrine would have reached out. She was always easy to get a hold of. Andrine's friend Mandy says that Andrine is not the kind of person who just takes off and no one knows where she is. They get in touch with her mother and two of her friends take a ride over to Andrine and Andre's house. Andrine had two cars and both cars are still outside, but Andre isn't home because he is at work and had taken his car. Her folks discover something outside that made them immediately know something is very wrong. In their beautiful manicured backyard, they find what appears to be a fresh burn pit. In the burn pit, they see remnants of a zipper that went on one of Andrine's blouses. They call the police and report her missing. So Andre comes home once he learns his wife is missing. He's not there for very long and says, hold on. He has an idea of where she might be. He takes off in his car and heads to the hospital. Andrine is known to get severe migraines and he thought maybe she went to the emergency room. Surveillance cameras show Andre entering the emergency room and asking the front desk if Andre McDonald is a patient here. The front desk tells him there is a patient with the last name McDonald right there in room three. 
So instead of going back to see her, he just runs to his car and drives home where her family and the police are waiting. He tells everyone, it's okay, I found her, she's in the ER, it's a false alarm. When asked why he didn't go back to the room and see her, he tells them he left his phone back at the house and just wanted to quickly let Andrine's mother, Maureen, know that she was okay. That was his priority at the moment. So the sheriff calls the hospital and learns that Andrine is not there at all. It's a different person in room three with the same last name, McDonald. This is devastating to the family who for a moment had hoped that everything was okay. Andre says he woke up that morning and got their daughter ready. He dropped her off at school and then he reported to his job at Lackland Air Force Base. Hours pass and there's still no sign of Andrine. A forensic unit and a team of police enter the house and begin looking around. Andre is home and answering any questions they may have. They find blood on a bathroom light switch as well as a long black hair. They also found blood on the bathroom wall. They ask Andre when the last time he saw Andrine was, and he said last night they went to the tax preparer's house for an appointment, and they had a big argument when they got home. He left and got in his car and drove to the gas station to cool off. CBS News obtained surveillance of him at the gas station pumping his gas and sending a flurry of text messages at the same time. He says when he got home, they went to different bedrooms to sleep. He got up the next morning, got Elena ready for school, dropped her off, and then went to work at the Air Force Base. The crime scene experts were there until 2 a.m. the next morning. This is a huge house, so they had a lot of area to cover looking for blood. They're still unable to locate her cell phone, which had been powered off since the night before. Her purse and keys are still inside the home. They check her credit cards, her debit cards, and her passport, and there's been no hits on any of them. They will get a search warrant the next day so they can do a deep dive into each room. We learn that the last time we have Andrine on any surveillance is the night before she went missing, February 28, 2019. There is footage of her and her daughter Elena eating dinner at Pizza Hut. They leave at 6.20 p.m. Her cell phone records show that she went home and later that night it was powered off, likely when they returned from the tax preparer's appointment. Things aren't looking good for Andre. The blood found on the light switch and the bathroom wall was tested and found to be human blood and it was a match to Andrine. They keep a close eye on him through the next day, which is March 2nd, 2019, and kind of stake out outside the house discreetly. They have to be really careful. This guy is a well-respected major in the Air Force with zero criminal history, and they can't be wrong about anything here. They see him pull out of the garage, so they follow him. He goes to a gun shop and goes inside and purchases a 9mm handgun and ammo. Thinking there's probably only a couple reasons why he would be suddenly purchasing this gun. Maybe he has plans to have a shootout with police if there's an arrest warrant or he's going to commit suicide. When he exits the gun store, police are waiting and take him down. I watched the video and it was awful. It wasn't like, come here, Major McDonald, let's put these handcuffs on you. They knock him off his feet and tackle him. And then he is turned over to the Air Force authorities for a mental evaluation. 
The investigators returned to Andre and Andrine's house armed with another search warrant. Now they can check vehicles and other areas around the house. They search Andre's Porsche and find a shovel. It's odd to have a shovel in your Porsche. He had just bought it. I doubt he was planning on doing any lawn care when his wife is missing. They also find an axe, a hatchet, heavy-duty plastic bags, gloves, and two five-gallon gas cans that were not there the day before. According to CBS News, inside the house, in the garbage can, they find the receipt for these items. They were purchased at Lowe's after his wife went missing. The receipt was torn up and investigators had to piece it together. The surveillance footage at Lowe's shows Andre arrive at the register to pay for all the items. But the most shocking evidence was in the garage. In the corner was a trash can. Inside that trash can, they find Andre's clothes. On the pocket of one of the jeans was a speck of blood that was a match to Andrine, and there was a hammer. The hammer had blood on it, and the blood was a match to Andrine. Now police believe Andrine is dead and the hammer is assumed to be the murder weapon. So all signs are pointing to Andre having murdered Andrine. However, without a body, there's not much they can do right now. Andrine could still be alive and roaming around injured, though that seems like an unlikely scenario. Getting a conviction without a body had been hard to do historically. You have to rely on circumstantial evidence. There was a case in England that a local man went missing and three men were charged with his murder. They were tried and convicted. Years later, after they were given the death penalty, the man turned up alive and well and had been out of the country. So you have to be real careful trying to try someone without a body. Corpus delecti is the term for no body, no crime. Their best bet is to hope Andrine's body turns up or with a miracle scenario she is found alive. Friends say just two weeks before Andrine went missing, she threw a large party at their house to celebrate Andre's 40th birthday. There was no indication that anything was wrong. They seemed happy, but things aren't always what they seem. First, there was some trouble going on with the business side of things. Andrine claimed that she was the mastermind behind Starlight Homes and that it was her drive and her determination that caused it to grow into such a lucrative business, which may be true, but Andre reminds her he emptied his 401k and sold his luxury car to get it started. During the meeting at the tax preparer's office, this is the night before she was reported missing. Andre learned that Andrine had allegedly opened a second business without his knowledge. This is what Andre says caused a big argument, and he left to get gas and cool off. Now, they are still texting back and forth while he was out and she was home. In these text messages, Andre is accusing Andrine of cheating on him. Andrine says, if you bring up Aubin again, I will divorce you. Andre responds that he doesn't care if she files for divorce, saying, you were the one that brought Aubin into our marriage. So Aubin is a man who Andrine dated when she was a teenager. He was her first love back in Jamaica, and he still lived down there. Andrine still had feelings for him, and he had feelings for her. 
According to one of her friends, Andreen went to Jamaica for one of her trips where she was a speaker or doing something for her old community in 2017, and they met up and didn't want to let one another go. This friend told CBS News that Andreen never got over Auburn. In 2018, Andreen comes home from another trip to Jamaica and she has two new tattoos. One is a design of the letter A on her hand. The other is a date. It reads 14-3-1976 or March 14, 1976. Andreen told friends she knows it was a stupid thing to do and just did it impulsively. Now she's got to explain to her husband what these tattoos mean. Being a cyber warfare analyst, it didn't take him long to find Aubin on social media. Andre sees a photo of Aubin and he has that exact same letter A design on his chest. He also learns that Aubin's date of birth is March 14, 1976. He confronted Andreen about his findings. Andre tells Andreen that he's filing for divorce unless she does three things. Number one, she has to cut off all contact with Aubin. Two, she has to get both of these tattoos covered up. And three, no more trips to Jamaica unless he is accompanying her. Andreen agrees to this to these things. Friends say that she just stuck around in the marriage because she didn't want to lose half of everything. Texas family law states that if you get a divorce, your spouse is entitled to half of your assets. She would have had to take everything she has and half her money and turn it over to Andre, and she doesn't want to do that. Even with hundreds of volunteers out there looking, Andre refused to help search for his wife and didn't really seem to care about her disappearance when they questioned him. They were able to arrest him for tampering with evidence since he ripped up that Lowe's receipt, but he was released on bond. Andre is not going to break. He tells police that he's innocent. He didn't do anything to Andreen, and that's his story, and he's sticking to it. But evidence is mounting up against him, especially with that damning piece of evidence, which is a hammer with Andreen's blood on it. Does Andre have the right to be mad that Andreen is claiming that Starlight Holmes is 100% hers and she's been cheating on him and getting the, the man's initial and date of birth tattooed on her? Absolutely. He has every single right to be mad, 100%. However, he does not have the right to take her life. He could have divorced her and walked away with half of everything, which is a guarantee by Texas law, and he could have still had a rich lifestyle and a great job as a major in the Air Force. On July 11th, 2019, this is a little over four months since Andreen has been missing. A farmer whose field is just six miles from Andreen and Andre's home calls police because he believes there are human remains on his property along a tree line. There was a cow skull there, and he says near the cow skull, it looks like there's a human skull and some other skeletal pieces. You may need to come out here and check this out. The remains were identified as human and were a DNA match to Andreen. The medical examiner noted that the body had been set on fire at some point since the bones were charred. Her family is notified that Andreen has been found. And within two days, Andre was arrested for his wife's murder. According to CBS News, this trial isn't going to be an open-shut case. 
Andre hired three of the best lawyers he could get in the San Antonio area. The prosecution is going to have a hard time because even though Andrine's body has been found and they have a bloody hammer in Andre's garage, they can't say exactly how she died. The reason for this is because Andrine's body was placed in the field. It wasn't buried, so it's been exposed to elements and the Texas sun for the last four months. A lot has happened to the body being out in the open like that for months. They can't prove what caused her death. In April 2021, Andre is released from prison and placed on house arrest. It's taking a long time for Andre to go to trial. A lot was due to the COVID-19 pandemic going on at the time. It just keeps getting postponed. According to Fox San Antonio, during this time, Andrine's mother, who has full-time custody now of Andrine and Andre's daughter, says she is just trying to get back to some normalcy for both her and Elena. She says she struggles to keep the electricity turned on and her mortgage is in jeopardy of foreclosure. In January 2023, it's time for Andre's trial to begin. He does something that completely shocked his lawyers and everyone else. He calls his mother and says he wants to tell her exactly what happened that night once he and Andrine returned from the tax preparer's office. He says, Mom, Andrine's death was an accident, and he tells her what happened. Afterwards, he calls Andrine's mom and sister, and with them together, he tells them the same story. This is his side of the story. Again, for emphasis, his side of the story. He says that he returned from the gas station and told Andrine they needed to think about getting a divorce. Andrine became irate because she wasn't about to give up half of her business. He says that she got in his face very confrontational, and remember, Andrine is very strong, and he feels that she could overpower him. She spit in his face, and they began fighting. They clashed heads, and doing that caused a cut to Andrine's face. She was bleeding and ran to the bathroom and turned the lights on, leaving blood on the light switch. This next part contains more detailed talk about domestic violence, so if you're not okay with it, you can skip ahead. Andre says Andrine saw blood on her face and came running out and attacked him. She's punching him in the face and he's trying to duck to keep from getting hit. He says that he grabbed her and tripped her. She falls and then he kicked her twice. After the second kick, he heard wheezing and he left her there because he heard footsteps. He says they were from their young daughter who had gotten out of bed. He goes with their daughter and puts her in the bed and comes back 30 minutes later and Andrine was dead. She was 29 years old. He tells the story in court and says at this point he panicked and knew he had to do something with her body before their seven-year-old daughter walks in and saw her mom dead on the floor. He says he left his daughter sleeping and put Andrine's body into the car and drove her to the field six miles away. He stripped her naked and brought her clothes back and set them on fire in the burn pit in the yard. But I know you all are wondering about that hammer with Andrine's blood on it. So Andre says the next morning after the police finished searching his house, he went back to the field with his new hammer and gas can. He says he went to her deceased body and began beating her with the hammer. He says he was angry with her for causing this whole situation. This was all her fault. 
He then poured gasoline over her body and set her on fire. He says he hit her in the face and neck and walked away, and then he came back and hit her with the hammer again. The short version is that Andre claims this was self-defense. Andre's attorneys played a video in court of Andrine lifting weights. They also showed a video of Andrine giving Andre a piggyback ride around the house. You can go to Andrine's Facebook page right now and see the video because Andrine thought it was hilarious and posted it. They looked like they were having a great time. District Attorney Steve Spear says that he believes the reason Andre killed Andrine was because she was such a rising star and he was jealous. Andre's attorney says that that's ridiculous to think that as Andre was a major in the Air Force and was successful all on his own. So three things can happen. Andre can be found guilty of murder, which in Texas would carry a maximum sentence of 99 years, or he could be found guilty of manslaughter, which would carry a maximum of 20 years. Or he could be found not guilty due to self-defense and he can walk out of the courthouse and go home. It would be up to the jury to decide which of these three outcomes. Was he guilty of murder? Was it manslaughter? Or was it self-defense? After 12 hours in the jury room, the judges passed a note that reads that the jury is deadlocked. They can't decide which of those three. The judge invokes an Allen charge, and Allen charge has been around since 1896. It is when a judge asks the jury to reconsider. He's not accepting a deadlock. Go back, look through the notes, come up with a verdict, and we don't want a hung jury in this case. After talking for two hours, they returned with the results. Major Andre McDonald was found guilty of manslaughter. He was sentenced to 20 years in prison, which is the maximum he could receive. According to Law and Crime, the judge sentenced Andre to an additional five years in prison for setting her body on fire and hitting the body with a claw hammer. The judge, Frank Castro, said, quote, The tampering that Mr. McDonald did was an attempt to try to deceive the court and an attempt to try to deceive the jury in trying to cover his actions in causing the death of his wife. When speaking directly to Andre, he said, I know there's got to be some good in you because of the life you lived as a father prior to this, and sometimes good people make a bad or huge mistake. He talked about Andre's career as a major in the Air Force and complete lack of criminal history. But, he says, you burned her body, beat it with a hammer, and desecrated her corpse. After that, it almost seems like the emotion of a serial killer. You don't care about the dead mother of your child. He also talked about how Andre lacked emotion throughout the whole trial. Andre is still very angry at Andrine, even after all that he has done. Starlight Homes has a new owner, and it looks like the business is still doing okay in 2024. According to Andrine's obituary, to family, friends, and those she cared for, Andrine was known as a young woman with boundless optimism, joy, vivacity, and humor. She had a deep capacity for caring, thoughtfulness, being selfless, and showing affection. She was courageous. Andrine had a unique ability to quickly forge meaningful relationships with whomever she met. Rest in peace to Andrine McDonald. That's it for this week, and I'll see you all again soon.
Take care and much love to you all.